or leave him to his death. Did he actually want death? Apparently, he was conflicted given he just asked for help, yet his desire to end it all seemed so strong. A hand slipped under his neck, and the male pressed a canteen to his lips. He drank greedily. Thank you, he murmured when finished. Come on, son, the male said, pulling him to a standing position as he tossed the canteen strap over his shoulder. What's your name? Titus. My name's Titus. Nice to meet you, Titus. Chapter 1 Ten Months Later Titus woke in a cold sweat and sat up, setting his feet on the floor. The echo of the gunshot still rang from his dreams, the blood and brain matter flying through the air still a vivid image. He glanced around the room, making sure he resided in a safe place, thankful to see the black and gray furnishings he'd become so accustomed to. His left leg ached, and he absently rubbed it. After wiping the sweat from his brow, he placed his head in his hands and tried to calm his breathing. It had been a couple of weeks since he'd dreamt of Simon's murder. The nightmares always left him in the same state, scared, raw with sadness, and wishing he would have died out in the desert. However, something kept him from taking his own life. He glanced over at the knife he'd kept from his dinner tray last night. Although not very sharp, surely he could find some way to end it all with the instrument. He reached over and picked it up while pushing his hair back from his forehead. Perhaps he could lodge it in his stomach or throat. As he considered the idea, a knock sounded on his door, sighing. He put the knife under his pillow and pulled the blankets over his hips. Glancing at the clock, he realized it should be time for Macy's morning visit. He said nothing, hoping she would simply go away. But she never did. A moment later, she came through the door having used the silo master key, tray in hand, a small smile playing on her lips. The knock had served as notification that she stood at the door and would be entering. She didn't bother waiting for an invitation as she probably knew one would never come. Good morning, Titus. He wouldn't describe her as pretty. Her straight, mousy brown hair hung limply to her chin, and her dark eyes seemed to be a little bit too close together. She stood around five foot two, and as thin as anyone he'd ever seen. He considered her physically weak. As a healer on SR-44, her kindness overshadowed everything, and nothing but compassion shone from her eyes when she looked at him. He hated it. She annoyed him to no end with her smiles and good-natured chit-chat when he just wanted to be left alone to rot away in his own private hell. He nodded. Good morning. She set the tray on the nightstand next to his bed, just as she had done every morning since he'd woken up after Justice had found him in the desert. Did you sleep well? She sat down next to him on the bed, the mattress barely dipping under her thin frame. Yes. He lied. Frankly, although kind, Macy made him crazy. He envied her calm, quiet demeanor and the goodness that oozed from her, while his life seemed like an out-of-control roller coaster of emotions, horrible thoughts, and terrible dreams. She narrowed her gaze at him. I think you're lying to me, Titus. He sighed. Her ability to look beyond words also bothered him, and he'd wondered more than once if she possessed the gift of clairvoyance. 
Tell me about the dreams. Closing his eyes, he ran his fingers through his hair again. He should probably get it cut, but on a list of things that needed to be done, the chore ranked very, very far down in priority. He could barely make it through the day. Mundane tasks like eating and showering felt like work to him. He didn't have the energy to worry about his out-of-control hair. It was about Simon again. He hated that he wanted to confess to her, to open up to her, but he couldn't help it. Macy had been his rock and confidant since he'd regained consciousness when Justice had brought him back to their bunker, and he loathed that she had the ability to draw him out, to make him want to talk. In fact, his feelings about her changed without warning. He disliked everything about her, especially the fact that she wouldn't just let him be. Yet he still relied on her to help him hold on to the thread of sanity in his grasp.